Welcome to the Ask Brian Podcast Radio Show, where you'll hear from some of the most successful founders and CEOs of businesses and startups, sharing their best advice for success, and even some stories on how their mistakes actually make them even more successful. Now, here are your hosts, Brian and Tracy. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You'll listen to KHS 1220 and 98.1 FM, LA's own Santa Clarita radio station. Like no other station in the world! Why do you do that, engineer? He's got this, like, he always has to, like, he's an attention getter. I don't know why he does that. Do what? Like, like no other station in the world! What are you doing? I, I don't know why you do that. I'm an impressionist, I guess. Anyway, we have a very, very good show, as we always do. Ask Brian. Many, many people have not listened to it. Many, many people have. For those who have not listened to it, we are a business station where we provide business information, CEOs, startups, or just basically business information. And the word is spelled B-R-I-E-N. Ask Brian is spelled with an E. And everybody asks the question, and I'm not going to go through it for those people who have listened to it all all the time, but people want to know why you're spelling Brian with an E. They said, you're not Irish, so why are you spelling Ask Brian with an E? Anyway, the engineer who does begin with an E, the occupation, he has a couple reasons why they use the E, and he's going to give us those explanations. An explanation also starts with an E. Without any further ado, can you tell these people why we use the word E in S. Brian, and forgetting about the fact that you're an engineer and begins with an E? Well, taking out my favorite part of the words we use is engineer. Another one is, uh, well, because all the words that start with an E that we use kind of have a little theme going with uh, the S. Brian radio show. One of them happens to be, uh, well, empathy, which he was not showing empathy because he took away my favorite word. Why would we empathize? Because empathy makes everybody love each other. Okay, and here's the thing. I never, never <laughs> defend you, Brian. However. However. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, 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 she said however. <laughs> yeah, okay. However, I will say thank you for the empathy that you expressed last week regarding the death of my family. Mm. And I appreciate all the support from the listeners. And, yes, there was a lot of empathy shown last week. So we can't get run too hard at the time, Patty. Yeah. I appreciate that, and I, you know, it was truly from the heart. We did show empathy towards Tracy. That was Very from the heart. You did. We actually, uh, was- we had a thirty-second or one-minute moment. About thirty of, seconds, I think. Thirty-second yeah. moment of sound. I actually did not talk, and that's that's a big thing. So, well, yeah. that was more astounding than anything else. <laughs> <laughs> I ta- I timed him too. It was thirty seconds. <laughs> I was shocked I myself. Thought maybe you, I thought maybe you just turned off his mic, but. <laughs> I should have done that, too. <laughs> but I didn't need to. He had willpower. <sighs> well, everything can happen one time. Yeah. <laughs> and don't expect it to happen again. <laughs> Mr. Engineer, <laughs> so the only reason why we have an E is for empathy? That's no, no, there, there are others. I, you stopped. I figured you didn't know anymore. <laughs> well, to be fair, we went on a side Maybe track. you were getting older. You know, no, you no, forgot, no. You forgot. No, there's other words, too. Uh, <laughs> we have also effort is one because everybody here, asks Brian, uh, gives 110% of their effort in what they do. Another one we have is experts because everybody that is on the Ask Brian show happens to be an expert in whichever field they happen to be in. So could I be an expert in Mars rover trucks? I mean, if you put in the work for it, sure. Sure, pal. <laughs> well, what business is that? <laughs> probably the uh, search, probably... For, search for extraterrestrial. Another E? <laughs> <laughs> You'd probably be an astronomer. 
It starts with an eight. Wow. That does, but Mr. yes. Mr. Redoom. <laughs> okay. Some people want to hear what's going on. So what are the other E's? The other E's happen to be, well, let's see. We had ex- we had experience because everybody's very experienced in their field. And then two that are pretty close sounding together. Excellent. Oh. Well, yes. Ex- excellent is one, too. <laughs> but no, the two that happen to be your fault. She's got enthusiasm and... Let's get excited! There we go. Well, I'm excited to talk to our guest. (laughs) Well, without any further ado, we have our guest, and she's not that far away, and her name is Rhonda Marshall. Why do you have such a long first name? Yeah, right. I thought she was going to sing Help Me Rhonda out of Beach Boys. <laughs> That'll be next. The oh, problem is yeah. we were going to, but the engineer forgot to get the song. Just like he doesn't have the drum roll. He doesn't have the bell. He's lacking enthusiasm. Yeah. <laughs> you are lacking empathy with me right now. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't even know, I don't even know what that word means. Um, but I'll look, it up at, I'll look it up when I get to Sesame Street and ask the Cookie Monster what it means. But let's get serious now because we have a very, very good guest. So, Rhonda, my understanding is you're in the hair care business or you have a hair care product. But what the yes. audience wants to know is how did you get to that place? So prior to starting your own line of hair care products, what were you doing and what was your background to get there? Okay. Well, I'm actually a chemist. Um, I have a bachelor's degree in chemistry. And before that, like when I actually, when I graduated from high school, I interned five summers at Helene Curtis, which is now Unilever. So I helped formulate swab shampoo and conditioners and the first clear stick for a degree deodorant. So that was pretty cool because being a major, a chemistry major and actually making hair products and every summer and just walking into there smelling the beautiful fragrances of shampoo and conditioners. And that was an awesome experience for me. So that was my first initiation. And in, I guess they, you would say it's a beauty industry. So then fast forward into me, I got, I'm married. I have four children. And um, after I graduated college, I got married and, you know, had my children. And so I went back to school to get my master's in education. So I'm also a certified high school science teacher. So during that time experience working at in the school district, I was actually the first African-American teacher that was hired in the district and the only one that was hired that year. And how I knew that was because I looked around the room. It was new teacher orientation and there were tons of uh, people around there, about hundreds of teachers, and I was the only brown face in the place. So uh, that was a bit of a shock for me. During that time there, it was very toxic, and I had to um, step down from that position. Okay, fast forward was a very low time in my life. I was like, it was very devastating. I love teaching. I love education love students. And so my family and friends were like, well, you're a chemist. Why don't you make your own product? And so I was like, well, you know what? I'll do that. So I started mixing it up in my kitchen, gave it to family and friends. They love the product. From there, I said, well, let me test it out with people who don't know me because, you know, family and friends, they can be, you know, they can be nice sometimes, you know, oh, I like it. But the real test was come with some people who never heard of me, who never knew me. So we set up a booth at an event. It was a natural hair event where women was there. They were embracing their curls and they loved the product. So we did very well there. My husband was there. He's an MBA. So he said, you know what? 
let's get our ducks in a row. Let's, you know, get your LLC, get everything in order business-wise. We did that, and Anasi was birthed from there. So that, that's the journey. So initially, I had really no intentions of actually making my own products, but, you know, as life would have it, it led me to here, and it, it's such a blessing, such a great, great thing to so, first of all, that's that's a pretty unusual story. Now, you keep chemicals and all that in your kitchen so that you can just start, hey, you know what? I uh, got a little paprika here, a little garlic, a little shade, and, and now I'm going to start making uh, hair stuff. <laughs> yeah, actually, the way that started, there are raw material ingredient manufacturers that you can order small sizes of various products. For example, if you were to make a conditioner, for example, there is an emulsifier in it. It's just basically you're melting it down. So there is there, a lot of people start off in their kitchen. So like conditioners, you would have that. That would be like the more, the only really chemical that you wouldn't have in your home. But everything else like oils and water, everything else you 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 could find at the grocery store. But the only thing is like the emulsifier to make the conditioners is where you would have to go to a raw material supplier. And they do ship to your house in, in small quantities because it's, it's not toxic. And so you knew that because you'd worked at Suave and Unilever, and so you knew what type of products needed to go in. But even if you know what types of products need to go in, you need to know how much. You know, that's the thing of a recipe, right? You know, do I put in six gallons? It's a recipe. Right. Six gallons Mm -hmm. or six pinches, you know? Yes. So, yes, it is a recipe. It's it's, uh, literally you're following a recipe. But what I did initially, I started to research. And, yes, my background in chemistry and working at Helene Curtis definitely helped me to make sure that I was still following great manufacturing practices, you know, making sure that even while I was in my kitchen. So that set me apart from other people who were just kind of, you know, mixing things up. I still have, have that education background to help me to do things in the proper, you know, proper manner. So you make this product, you just decide all of a sudden, you know what, hey, I'm going to make it. I know what I did this before, and so let me see how it comes out. And then you just decide to give it to people. I mean, how do you know? I mean, did you test it on yourself first to see if the product was working? Or Exactly, yes. I have two daughters that have cancel hair, curly hair. I have curly hair. So, of course, we were the first, initially the first ones to try it out. And then, you know, we had friends. So, you know, we were friends. So you go to church every day, you go to different events and so forth. And so, you know, you're talking and everything. So that was part of my product research as well as as asking them, like, what would you like to see? What are your issues? And I was trying to address those issues. So you came out with this product. A couple people tried it. Then you decided to go to other people. But what made you know that it was viable? Because people would constantly ask me for it, even if I was like the product person, you know, it was like, okay, oh, okay, how are you doing? Okay, where's your, where's the product? I'm running out. I'm low. I need more. And so the demand was, I need more. Where is the product? <laughs> but I, there must be thousands of shampoos out there, right? So what was distinctive about yours? You know what? The thing, what we struggle with, with curly hair textures, with textured hair is dryness. And that is the number one thing if you ask any texture hair is what's the number one thing you struggle with? And it's usually lack of moisture dryness. And so that was something that I wanted to make sure that our products were able to be very moisturizing for the hair. Another thing that a challenge for curly hair textures is because your hair is so curly, it tends to be tangly, you know, to get a lot of tangles and knots. So I formulated a product to make sure that it had slip is what we call it. So slip means that your hands can just slide right through your hair without too many tangles, without any type of um, friction. 
So I knew about the problems that we had because I myself am a curly hair girl. And so I knew what I struggled with and I knew what the market, they did not have that. And so I made sure that when I researched ingredients, that I made sure that I had those things, that I addressed those issues. How did you package it? Packaging was very, um, <laughs> uh, if you see my initial packaging to the packaging now, it's very different. Um, basically, I researched suppliers. So there was um, container um, suppliers who would, you know, ship to my house in small quantities. I did that. So we started out initially with like a, a, like a shea butter type base. So the jars were very, um, like, double wall to make sure that it didn't, you know, the melting, that it was insulated. So I had to think about that. But any type of packaging was, you can easily, you know, find that online and they'll, they'll send it to your house and you can test it out and see how it works with the product and then you can order more. What is it, what's your product name? Our company name is Anasi. Anasi Naturals is what, it, what we are online. And Anasi comes from the Latin word Anasi, which means innate. It means to be born into. And so the message that we have on every bottle, loving the you that you're born into. And so our message is, is no matter how your kinks, coils, and curls come from your head, we celebrate you. We embrace you, which is a very important message because the typical standard of beauty says that long, straight, flowing hair is the standard of beauty. So our message is that, you know what, we're going to, we're shifting that narrative. That narrative doesn't work for us. There are so many people all around the world that are embracing their curls. Curls are beautiful. They are professional, which considered, I mean, for a long time, it was curls aren't professional. You know, it's not attractive. All of these negative things about curls. And so there are so many people all around the world that are saying, you know what, my curls are beautiful and I'm going to rock my curls. Actually, that's the name of one of our curl creams is Rock Your Curls. (laughs) So, yes. So that is our message. Our premise is that we celebrate you just the way your hair comes out of your head. And when you started out, it was just yourself. So how did you start selling your product? You went on online or did you go to like a swap meet or, or what did you do? Actually, we started online. It was, we did like a launch. We um, had, it was very makeshift. So we had more like an invoice where we, 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 um, we had a small email list. So we, we would, you know, do the email list and we would, you know, say, okay, the product is coming. And then on social media, social media has been a big driving force for our sales and it still is today. So basically the word, it was really word of mouth, but ultimately we would, we had a website, you know, and then we, we would say, okay, we're taking pre-orders. We need for you to, you know, order what this is the products and we want you to order it. So that way we can know how much we needed to make. So we would do pre-orders, get the money, make the product, and then send it out to whoever ordered. So that was the process at the beginning of it. And is the distribution any different today? Yes, much different today. We actually have expanded our team because initially it was just me, you know, making it in my kitchen. And my husband came along and he did more so the business side of it. And now we actually have, we're in our own facility now. We have a fulfillment. And I, I used to also ship the products. So we do have a fulfillment service that, that ships our products. We still make our products. But we don't, it's not in the kitchen and we don't, um, 
Uh, it's on a larger scale. We actually have, um, we make drums, like gallons of product. Like we have 50-gallon drums that we make. We have kettles. We have a big industrial-sized mixer. So it's no more of these, uh, (laughs) the little um, mixers, the, uh, what am I, stick blenders. We used to use a, a little small stick blender. Now it's on a larger scale where we have more of an industrial size mixer. So things have definitely changed and scaled. All right. Our co-host, Tracy, has a whole bunch of questions. And she said, Peter, Brian, whatever your name is, let me out of your way because I got tons of questions to ask. Go. All right. Yeah. Move, up, move aside, mister. Move aside. <laughs> Okay, Rhonda, so you're talking to a fellow curly-haired girl. So, first of all, high five, virtually. High five, yes. And I don't know if this, I don't know if it was like this for you, but for me, I uh, I have had, oh, I know we've both had curly hair all our lives. I know that's the same. But for me, I uh, experienced the 80s without any silicone product or anything oh. to calm my curly hair. And I got picked last for kickball. So I'm pretty much like a traumatized adult with curly hair. But I'm very excited that you have this new product line. And one of the things that I wanted to explore is I know on your website you have, like, different products for different kinds of curly hair. So how, as a chemist and as a curly hair girl, were you able to come up with formulas for all the different kinds of curly hair? Yes. So initially, of course, my hair is more of a kinky, coarse hair texture, so very tight coils. So initially, of course, I was the person to try it out on myself, and my girls have similar textures. So when I actually started to formulate, and then I started to expand my reach um, and realize that this is a problem, and when I say problem, not your curls being a problem, but that there wasn't enough products out there for people for every curl texture. Then I started to formulate, wow, you know, um, products more so for if you have wavy hair. So someone who has maybe a wavier hair texture or a looser curl pattern, I wouldn't give them a butter, like a, a hair butter, you know, with shea butter, mango, and stuff and things of that nature because that would weigh their hair down. So somebody with more of a finer hair texture, wavy, looser hair texture would benefit from something that's more lightweight. You know, it would help with protein, which is something that fine hair, you want to make sure that you have um, protein in your product because that helps to strengthen your hair and prevent breakage. And whereas somebody like with my hair texture, you know, I love butter. Butters will be good because my hair can handle it. It's more coarser. So I started to actually... The way I formulated the products was actually talking to people and learning about what different hair textures needed and then coming back to the drawing board, mixing it up, giving it to people, and they, oh, great, this is wonderful, love it, love it, you know, and so it just spiraled from there. Well, and so tell me about the products themselves because you use a lot of aloe, hibiscus, and um, a lot of other natural products. What was your motivation in in going all natural? And then how did you discover, like, for example, avocado and coconut? I mean, these sound like they're luscious enough that you could just eat them with a spoon. Yes. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Yes. It was so important to me because I relaxed my hair. So relaxer is is like a harsh, very a harsh chemical to straighten the hair. So it, it really chemically straightens the hair. So a lot of us consumers with curly hair, now we're saying, you know what, we're not relaxing our hair anymore. We're not putting harsh chemicals in there. We're not putting flat irons. And so 
with that came also, you know what? I want products that are actually good for me as well. Since I am turning over a new leaf, I want to have products that are plant-based, that are cruelty-free, that are good for my body. And so that is something that I that we're adamant about at, at Anasi is that we want to make sure that whatever we, we're putting in our products, that they're not only good for your hair, but they're good for your body as well. Yeah, because I don't think a lot of people realize that you're absorbing through your scalp the chemicals that are in the products or even exactly. like in soaps and shower gels and things like that. That's yes. something that I didn't realize until I, I have an allergy to sulfur. So when sulfites are in products, that really can affect me. And I didn't realize that you even had to eliminate things. You could eliminate them from medicine and from your diet and things like that, but you even in wine. But eliminating from your skincare products, I just it never crossed my mind. Yes, yes. I, you know, like I told you, I straightened my hair and that was something, you know, I didn't realize how what I was doing to my hair was just something that everybody did. You know, this was, you know, uh, it was just common in our community. This is what you did to straighten your hair. But there was, a, um, I don't know if you saw the movie with Chris Rock. It's called Good Hair. And that was like, <laughs> no, I haven't, but I want to. Oh, yes. Oh, you do have to look at, oh, my goodness, that document. It was, it's a documentary. And he did a documentary where they took a, a soda can and they used sodium hydroxide, which is lye, which is what they use in relaxers to straighten your hair. And he took the, uh, it, was, it was a chemist. He took the soda can and put it in sodium hydroxide, and that can disintegrated. And that oh. I, yes. That was a wake-up call for everybody. All I think that was like the, a sounding call for every person who relaxed their hair. Like, oh my goodness, what in the world is this? Is what I'm putting on my hair? And we, I mean, we've been doing this since we were little girls. Like our moms, you know, not for me. My mom straightened my hair with a hot comb, which is even more traumatic. But <laughs> there were there were <laughs> girls, little girls who, even at three years old, that that were their moms. They called them kitty perms, but they still were putting those relaxers in their hair to straighten it. So that in and of itself is was very a wake up call, and it's, I think that it's important that we look at our ingredients. I'm a chemist. I'm very adamant about formulation. I'm adamant about okay, what does this ingredient do? Where is this source? How is this going to affect my body? Is it actually going to help my hair to be healthy? And that's another thing too. And a lot of our customers, when they use our products, they're so amazed because they actually work. And it's, it's strange to say that because, right, hair products should work, right? And so when they try our products, they're amazed because they're like, wow, I didn't need a lot of to use to get the results that I need, and my results actually last for days, and my curls are popping, you know? <laughs> That's it. And so they're, right. they're so impressed. Yes, they're so impressed by that. So, yeah. So there's nothing better than a good hair day when you have curly hair. Exactly. Like, oh. Right. Right. And there's nothing worse than a bad hair day. Right. 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 <laughs> and it's definitely product based. I mean, that is the big determining factor that can go one way or the other. No question. Well, I wanted to pivot, I wanted to pivot for a second and talk about mm -hmm. you know you, when we very first started with your interview, you were talking about your family and you yeah. mentioned that your husband was involved in getting you to pivot from education to launching this product. Is it a, still a family-run business? Do you work in the business together still? 
Yes, absolutely. Yes, I have four children. So my husband and I, of course, we're the master uh, formulator and the uh, manufacturer, but also my daughters, they're in college and they actually come in and they actually help us to make the product as well. My boys are in high school, so, you know, they're in school, but like summertime, they would definitely come and help and help out. So, yes, we are definitely a family owned, run and operated business. Yes. Which I love. But can you talk about maybe some of the challenges that you faced in terms of having it be such a family-focused business? Have, have roles been difficult to set, boundaries, things like that? Do you talk about business at dinner all the time? Like, how is that in terms of your, your work-life balance? Oh, boy. Is there such a thing? <laughs> no, I mean, the work-life, you know... Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I call it work-life intersection, which is how I should have probably positioned it because I'm with you. I don't believe in work-life balance. I think they intersect. They don't balance. Yes, yes. And sometimes, you know, if my husband has to tell me, okay, that's enough. Let's cut it off. We're not talking about business because my mind is constantly going. And even I have to tell him as well, you know, let's not talk about it. Let's do something that is, you know, let's just watch television. But it's so hard to balance everything. Um, initially, definitely when um, the kids were younger and just trying to, you know, make it as an entrepreneur, it was very challenging because you're, you're trying to put all this effort into your business and you feel like it's just you and you don't have the money or the capital to go and get this, these, this staff to help you out. So you're doing everything. You're, you're fulfilling the order. You're making it. You're doing the marketing. You're doing everything. And so yet you still have children who have schoolwork to do. They, you know, they have different activities, sports activities, and you feel this mom guilt, you know, where it's like, okay, this business is my fifth child and I'm going to neglect either one of them. And, and it just, it's not a good feeling, but it's just, you just have to prioritize. To me, I just say, okay, what ball can drop? You know, sometimes some balls get dropped that, that shouldn't, that should not have been dropped. But then there are sometimes, some days you're like, yes, I did it right. <laughs> you know, I guess it's right. But it's always a constant, just, it's a struggle. It's a struggle. And the one thing that you didn't mention that I really want to point out, especially since you're in the product business of of self-care to a degree, is then there's also having to take care of Rhonda time, right? So where in the world do you find time to take care of you with with four kids, a business, a husband? So is there any tips or tricks that you could give for women entrepreneurs out there that might be helpful to how do you you have some downtime other than probably crying in the shower? I know, right? I love facials, like, it, especially since the pandemic and everything, and we haven't been able to go out and, you know, go different places. So facials have really been, oh, it's really been a lifesaver and a, just a, a relaxation for me. I love facials, which I've never really got into, but I think since and since last year, since I've been in the house with the pandemic, and it's just so relaxing, and I never thought that that would be so therapeutic for me. And even washing my hair is therapeutic too. So I do the facial and I, you know, wash the hair, do the deep condition. And so all of that really, really helps to rejuvenate me. Well, and of course, with you, the face of your brand, having those facials is important to your brand. So you can consider that a a tax-deductible expense. I mean, I'm not not an accountant, so don't take my advice officially. I'm just saying it feels like it should be something. 
there. <laughs> well, you mentioned cap. You mentioned capital. So getting back to the basics of business, you mentioned capital and being a startup and having to go from that space of doing everything yourself from making the product to selling the product to marketing the product, probably emptying the trash and doing the bookkeeping yeah. and everything else. Um, can you walk us through, like, from where you were at that place to where you are now, some of the things or milestones that have been put in place that have been helpful for you in either growing financially and or growing with a team? Yes, definitely. What and, and this is a work in progress right now. We actually just hired three people to help us out with the actually compounding and making the product. So I'm like, whoa, you know, that's here for me because I literally w- would, you know, I actually work part time. I just went full time in the business in the beginning of last year. So I was actually working and doing the business. So I would work, you know, teaching in the morning. Uh, and then at, right after work, I would go and um, make the product. And then I would be there to 12, 1 o'clock in the morning, go to bed, and then start it all over and do it the same thing. So I would definitely say that start where you are. If you're doing it all right now, ask for help. I would tell you to, you know, there are tons of, of ways that, that are inexpensive. So you can do Fiverr. So, for example, if you need a customer service person, there are, that was good, Fiverr, Fiverr, yes, Upwork is another group where freelancers go that you could get, you know, get some help. So you don't have to hire full time, but there are resources out there that can kind of help you while you're transitioning and while your your funds are kind of low. So I took advantage of all of that because it, it was just, it's just too much for me to constantly do that just to keep keep running and doing that by myself. Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, you would just exhaust yourself and then the business would be compromised. So I'm I'm glad that you're taking steps to do that. And and I love what you're saying about start where you are, because I think people, um, and I know in my experience in working with thousands of women entrepreneurs and being one myself, is that, you know, delegation is like the last thing that we want to do. We will be exactly. so helpful to anybody else. Like, you know, I don't even know you, but I would step in and, oh, no, you don't want me to compound anything in your lab. But, you know, I would step in to help you, you know, with anything that I could. But if you ask me to ask for help, you know, we have such a hard time. It's so easy for us to help others and so hard for us to ask for help. And that's a big challenge with women entrepreneurs scaling their businesses. There's no doubt. So with your business model, so you sell business to consumer, but you also sell business to business wholesale, correct? Yes, absolutely. So, yes, we have little web shops. So a lot of what we do is, is online, direct to consumer, but we do have small boutique online web shops, they call them, actually globally here and around the world where they sell our products either on they sell it on their own websites or we also have salons that we sell to wholesaling and they would sell it in their salon as well as use it on their clients. What are some of the areas that you're interested in expanding in? I know these subscription, monthly subscription models are really popular. Are you considering that or any other ways of expanding your revenues? Absolutely, yes. We are actually implementing that. Next month, we will be implementing a subscription model. So, yes, we're definitely doing that. We're also constantly expanding globally because we are EU compliant. So, you know, we're able to sell overseas in Europe. We're also getting registered in Kuwait. So we have customers all around the world, and so we're we're that's where we're looking to expand globally. Love that. So, Brian, you were asking <laughs> in the break about competition in the products. Now, I know of one competitor 
Diva Curl. I don't. Yep, did you yep. consider that to be a competitor? Yes. yes. Yep. Yep. That's what I'm. That's who I was just going to say. Yes. Yes. They are. They are, they are well, there. Are they I, the biggest competitor? Well, in this space, they're up there. They're a larger one. And quite honestly, there are a lot. In this space, there's so much room to grow. Like, even though um, you think that, oh, there's a ton of curly hair products, but this space is really still underdeveloped. So you will find a lot of maybe, like, small businesses that are in this space now. And there are a few large ones, like she mentioned, Diva Curl. There's, uh, uh, I think, We Dad is another one, more salon. There, there, there's a lot out there, but ultimately they're still like more of a considered small business. What is your competitive advantage over those others? Well, you know, our competitive advantage is that, of course, I, like I said, I'm a chemist, so I formulate the products. Typically, brands in this industry, they would just, they would hire me, someone like me, to formulate, and then they would be like a marketing company. And so the advantage that we have is that I formulate the products, so I own all of the formulation, as well as we make the products. So a lot of times, they'll, a lot of people in this space will get a co-packer to make the product. And so that's our competitive advantage as well is that we not only formulate the products, we make the products, we ship them. So from start to finish, you're getting a Nazi. And I can tell you as a, as a former, former purchaser of Diva Curl that they're in a little bit of hot water right now because their products are causing people's hair to fall out. And I'm not saying that in a slanderous way because I've experienced it myself. I literally started losing clumps of my hair using Diva Curl. That's why I'm so excited to use your product because apparently what happened was their formula, when the original formula, the owner sold it and they started making it overseas and whatever the chemicals that they changed, people were still riding on the brand and then it was literally making people's hair fall out. You can find out about it on Facebook. But So that's why I'm so excited about your products because they're all natural and they're not going to make my hair fall out. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And I'm very adamant about, and that's that kind of mothering that I am. I want to oversee the process. I don't want to give my formulation, my manufacturing to someone else, and I can't see what you're doing, or I can't check up on you. Because they could alter your formula, and you just never know what could happen. I mean, that can happen in food products, too. So it's so great that you're so hands-on with your product and your formula, and I think that really shows in the quality of what you're doing. So how can people get in touch with you, and how can people buy your product? And <laughs> Well, you can go on our website. It's www.anasi.com. That's I-N-A-H-S-I dot com. And you can go there and buy the product. And we do have a code. So um, if you purchase from today and till midnight tomorrow, you get 20% off if you use Brian 20 Oh, we better spell that. Right, Brian? Okay. Oh, yes. K-B-R-I-E-N. Why do you use me? Yes. Oh, sorry. Ask Brian, B-R-I-E-N. E-N-20. Yes. But where do you go to get the product? Spill Anasi again. Okay, I'll spell it again. Anasi is www.inahsi.com. What's your best tip for either a curly hair girl or or an entrepreneur? Go, fast. (laughs) Make sure you wash your hair. With a Nazi product. <laughs> With a Nazi product. And that's all. Perfect. KHS 1220, 98.1 FM. Like I was a station world. Let's go, Marla! 
Thank you for tuning in to the Ask Brian radio show. You can listen to us every Thursday on KTHS AM 1220 and FM 98.1 or via Facebook Live or anytime wherever you listen to your podcasts. Visit askbrian.com to join the conversation and ask us your business questions and we'll answer them on our next episode. That's askbrien.com.